Welcome inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas right here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. I'm the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon. Alongside me is the music man, Colin Scully, and returning from last week, going on to this week now, the man with no excuses, Jonathan Skuse is back on the program. Yeah, the man with no excuses, or at least that's what the t-shirt says. Yeah, you got, you got, you went out and have your own merch. I've had this merch since before I was on the show, so oh, now okay. I get to wear it with pride because my name is out there now. Yeah, there you go. But uh, you got merch now. Well, I mean, you always have. I got merch. kids. No, I don't you have kids. kids. <laughs> yeah, no. Got to make some of that money. Um, and, uh, of course, welcome back, Colin Scully. Uh, you actually, uh, later on, before we get everything going here, uh, you actually conducted the interview with uh, Mark AP this I week. Did. Uh gave you that uh, rain. How did that interview go? And that how what interview are... went? I am honestly happy. Like that interview was the happiest that I've been after an interview. Yeah. Now whether that's because this is wrestling with ideas and not the parts unknown WrestleCast, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> but maybe it was just because I was thinking of you, Gabby. Oh know. well, there you go. Well, there you go. Now you're now you're trying to get a spot and you're trying to kiss butt here and I understand I get it but uh, no he, he did a great job on the interview that's going to be playing on later today uh, it's going to clear up some of the uh, news the rumor and innuendo as some may yeah. say on uh, why did C4 wrestling move venues there's a lot of people wondering why did why did you guys move. Um, and so we cleared that up on in that interview as well. Yep. Of course, talking the upcoming show, what to expect as well. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, a little bit of a plug early just for our social media stuff. You can also see the exclusive video that uh, Sheldon Jean had sent us uh, hyping up his upcoming uh, six-man scramble match. I would um, like to say for the record, I had tweeted Sheldon Jean last night what his thoughts were, uh, asking him for his thoughts on his six-man scramble match, and he guarantees a win. On guarantees a win. Wow. Well, there you go. That's a so. that's a guarantee right there. Um, also, too, just want to give another thanks to a Torture Chamber Pro Wrestling for sending me out and uh, doing some commentary. Got to work with Adam B. Adam Belanger uh, from uh, he's commentated a bunch of different promotions: NSPW, C4 Wrestling, obviously here, a bunch of different promotions. So it was awesome to work with him and uh, got some good audio out of that as well. Um, and also, too, one of the things we'll have to talk about as well. Uh, initially, we were promoting the Ken Shanrock interview for this week, um, and we were actually scheduled to do the interview on Monday. Then it got pushed back. Uh, not of my choice. I uh, it was something on the end of Shamrock, uh, something that came up on his end, and that's fine. That's totally cool. Um, and then there was a miscommun- miscommunication on what the time was going to be on Tuesday. Um, so we've organized a time. The Ken Shamrock interview will be taking place next week. 
So if anyone was coming in looking for the Ken Shamrock interview, that's going to be taking place next week. Of course, he's going to be here in Ottawa on uh, June 5th at Yuck Yuck. So that's going to be uh, an, uh, that's going to be an interesting time. A UFC Hall of Famer, obviously, WWE yep. Intercontinental Champion. Uh, so that's what's going on there. But, of course, we still have our Mark AP interview, and I think a lot of people are interested about that one yeah. as well, especially with this week being the They Live show, the new the first venue. venue. Yeah, the show with the new venue. Yeah, the the new venue uh, that's going on. So, uh, lots going on there. So, without further ado, let's get straight into the news. And the first thing we're going to talk about here, uh, did you hear that uh, SmackDown uh, got a nice little uh, deal there? I did hear this. It was when the news broke out. I was very excited that for what was it? A billion dollars? One billion dollars. The B brand, but the B stands for billion, as you mentioned. Absolutely. Taking your gimmick a little bit there, excuse me. I liked it. I liked it. Gimmick infringement. It was. The most important thing here is that SmackDown Live going to the Fox. The Fox. The Fox Network. The Fox. The main Fox channel. This isn't Fox Sports 1, like a lot of people were expecting it to show up. Oh, it's Fox Fox? Oh, it's Fox Fox. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We we this is this is why you listen to Rusty with ideas for more clarification. Smack no, this isn't down. Fox Sports One. This is Fox Fox. The like, Fox Fox, and yeah. it is also going to take an effect. Uh, fall of 2019, the yep. TV deal takes effect, and I think that they're saying that it's going to be a Friday night show whenever it takes an effect. So so some of the rumors going on right now, uh, multiple different sources, the rap. Uh, Variety, I think, and also The Hollywood Reporter, which had previously been working on the television deals. ESPN was the first one to break it. Um, But yes, uh, so SmackDown achieved a five-year deal worth over a billion dollars over those five years. Um, And they were saying that it's $205 million a year. Um, And there was a source that was coming out that's saying uh, that SmackDown was going to move to Fridays. Um, and this is a huge, huge deal. Like just in terms of right now, like what's going on right now (laughs) for, uh, WWE in terms of money making, uh, on this current deal, they're making 180 million just on just, just total. Oh, absolutely. So SmackDown's getting 205. Now there's rumors that Raw's going to have their value tripled. Uh, NBC is working hard to keep Raw on their networks, but I believe Fox will make a big push to get uh, that that brand on their network as well. Um, but, but but you were talking about how they were going to try and get different networks for the brand split. Well, yes. Right? Well, yes. That's what we're saying. Like different. But Fox having both Raw and SmackDown. They, I, there's a potential there. Like they're okay. they're interested in it. Like Fox would still be interested in getting Raw because right. you want to have. Fox has been interested in WWE just overall for quite a while. Right. And this is and the SmackDown deal shows that they're willing to get some WWE content. Right. Now, it sounds like it's probably going to be different networks. I don't think it's all going to be on Fox, but don't be surprised, in my opinion, no. if that happens. Now, the question, there's a lot of questions on everybody's mind about SmackDown. First thing I want to say right away, I would be shocked if this is a taped SmackDown. Oh, I'm shocked. Shocked. Absolutely shocked. If you look at the television landscape right now, just just the landscape of TV in the States right now, the thing that really a lot of the big TV networks are looking for are live content. Right. That's the one thing they have the advantage over these new 
uh, platforms like Netflix and Hulu and whatever, you know, they can bring you something as it happens. Boom. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what they're looking for. They want to try and get as much people in for live content as opposed to, uh, you know, taped content. And we're already seeing with, with these streaming services like a Netflix, like a Hulu, even the WWE network, you just get taped content on there. Like people are willing to watch the tape content at a later date. Yeah. Like they've right. shown this, right? There's not a desire anymore to be the first one to see it at eight o'clock. It's more like, oh, well, I got to go to work. I, I can watch it on my phone, right? So the one thing that they can try and get is the live content where it's as it's happening. So I would be absolutely shocked if Fox paid $200 million, $205 million for a tape show. Because exactly. I think that would be a really bad investment on their part. Yeah. Um, but that, but that's my thoughts. What about you? Do you think do you think you could see SmackDown going to a tape back to a tape format? I hope not. I hope not too. I hope not, just because it would make it that much more exciting. Yeah. Because if you have Raw, like Raw is making arguably more money right now. Yeah. Than SmackDown. Well, 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 if we're just taking like the current deal that they're on, yes, Raw's and and it's going to continue to make more money than SmackDown. Right. It is. It's a staple show. It's a flagship. Yeah. It's a flagship. Right. It's the longest running weekly episodic television show in history absolutely and smackdown has always been sort of the bounce around yeah like we've had smackdown on wednesday nights before we've had it on yeah. thursday nights before going to friday it yeah. shouldn't hurt it being live or anything like that i honestly can't wait for it to go back to being friday night smackdown yeah just because i just as a as a wrestling fan not yes. even as a wrestling like as a wrestling whatever i am right now yeah as a wrestling fan it just sits at home and watches it it just feels right yeah, to, to have hear the words space. Friday night SmackDown. Yeah, instead of like Thursday night SmackDown or Tuesday or Tuesday night. They, they just, call, they just well, it's well it's SmackDown Live, right? But they don't hype up that's on Tuesdays. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'd be absolutely shocked because live content is the thing right now for these big TV networks. I mean, you look at the NFL and what right. they're trying trying to bring in for their streaming rights. NBA. Yeah, uh, the UFC just had a television deal with ESPN. Um, right. and so it's, it's all about the live stuff, baby. Always got to go for that live content. We're live. But, uh, one of the things I think is interesting that not a lot of people are talking about, and that's something, this is something I want to bring up under the original deal with, uh, NBC universal is, uh, under the original deal when they would pl- broadcast raw over the USA network, it would take 30 days before, uh, that Raw would go up onto the WWE now. Yes, yes, I, heard, I just heard about this the other day too. So, yeah. so my question is that I don't think a lot of people are asking is, does this new deal with Fox allow them to be like, we'll play SmackDown on Friday, and then as soon as that airs, like, is it going to be the same thing where it takes 30 days for SmackDown to go online? Because I think that could be an enticement for some people. If, well, if, if, if they don't desire to be live, to watch the live SmackDown, and they have the network, it's like, well, I can watch SmackDown the next day on the WWE Network. And it's not like it's going to drive up network subscribers like crazy. No. But it would, you know, it would entice some people to subscribe there and be like, oh, well, that could be but that could be interesting. You're also forgetting with Fox and a lot of their uh, content that they have that they also offer like, oh, did you miss this week's episode of, oh, The Simpsons? Come on to Fox.com and catch right. up. Right. So you have to think, I don't know if they'll get the rights to broadcast SmackDown on their website, yeah. but it could be that they air it for a week 
on their website that you can go back and watch it for one week, and then after yeah. one week it's been on, then it's on the network perhaps. Yeah. I was, one question one question that I have, kind of as a joke, with SmackDown going to Fox, are we going to see any WWE Simpsons crossovers? Probably. <laughs> oh, Camp WWE, no doubt. Oh my goodness, that'd be amazing. Bart Simpson on Camp WWE. Well, you got to get it while it's hot, though, because and The Simpsons is going to be done after their 30th season, they've confirmed. Yeah. And Which it's next. It, well, I mean, it's it's been like like 20 seasons too long. But whatever. Yeah, well, we, we can get in that in a different <laughs> that's podcast. A different for that's, a, that's a whole different show. This is, this, is, this is a wrestling podcast. Well, wrestling radio show, I should say. Exactly. We're wrestling live, ra- pal. We're, we're live, pal. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that's, what's going on with SmackDown. They're getting some mad money right now. Um, and now the rumor as well is if, uh, raw is able to triple their value, <clears throat> if they're able to triple their value, uh, they could reach upwards of $600 million just off of TV rights alone. Exactly. Now, another thing before we head to a commercial break, a lot of concern is, well, now they're just loaded up on money. Does Vince McMahon just rest even more on his laurels? You know what I mean? <sighs> Because yeah. is he just going to be like, well, I've made my money, you know? And it's not like he's just going to totally shut down the product. But is he just going to be like, well, I don't have to go, you know, even even more than I have to. You know what I mean? I've already made the money, and I've got it for five years. I think we have to see what happens to Raw first in order to yeah. get a final verdict. Because you also have to look at what's on SmackDown. And we all know Vince is a real was really on Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns isn't on SmackDown. So... Right. Therefore, by that logic, Roman Reigns is not worth a billion dollars. Right. But if there's a deal that's bigger out there and Vince puts those two and two together, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is worth $8 billion. Wow. He wow. just, I'm not going to stop pushing him now, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, but uh, I, I think there's, I, I mentioned this on Twitter yes, uh, yesterday. Or when did that deal announce? A couple days ago. A couple days ago. Monday. Um, Monday. And uh, I mentioned on Twitter, it's like, they've got a bigger viewing audience now. Instead of just being yep. on uh, the USA Network, now they're on Fox, right? Um, they're going to be on Fox. And, you know, now they've got more eyeballs on that program. And right now, like, if, if we were just to have Raw on the USA Network and SmackDown on Fox, SmackDown would technically be the bigger show. But right. uh, in, terms of, in terms of just reach of people but obviously raw is going to be treated yeah. with more importance and that's that's where the right. big money value is going to be in and it's obviously opened up a lot of other questions and we're going to actually delve into some of those other questions after we take this quick commercial break you're listening to wrestling with ideas right here on ckdj 1079 ottawa's new music <laughs> the million dollar man and you are listening to wrestling with ideas and if you want to get your money's worth stay right here because everybody's got a price for the million dollar man because <laughs> the million dollar man always it's his way <laughs> And welcome back inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas right here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music. I'm the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibb of the Lodge side beat the music man, Colin Scully, and of course the man with no excuses, Jonathan Scuse. And uh, before the break, we were talking some television money, television deal rights, 
And we're going to continue on that gravy train because there's a lot to break down. With. Oh, this absolutely. Is, this is significant right here because not only does this open up stuff about WWE in terms of like television rights and that sort of stuff, but it has an impact on what it could affect the roster. And what I mean by that is, do you think we'll see talent contracts start to go up in oh. terms of pay? Do you think talent will have that ability to say, you know what, Vince? You are making $600 million a year or whatever off of television, right? right? Yeah, and you'd have somebody, let's say The Miz, for example. He's on SmackDown. He's a big part of SmackDown right now. Yeah. And he was when he was there before, which helped hype up to sell SmackDown, I imagine. Yeah. Who's to say he doesn't go up to Vince and say, hey, listen, this $2 million or whatever he's making right now, yeah. I, what I, I just made you a billion dollars on SmackDown. Yeah. I think I should get a cut of it. Yeah. Definitely with the top stars of SmackDown, you might yeah. see a little bit of a you, reaching. So, and, and one thing as well that could potentially be, you know, brought up is uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's been an issue way before, you know, these television stuff is the idea that the wrestlers are independent contractors yes. as opposed to employees. Because these guys are still paying for hotels. They're still paying for. Well, I think. I think they'll have their airplane service uh, paid for sometimes, but they have to pay for hotels. They have to pay for their own rental cars. You know, they've got to. Yeah. You know, they sometimes they have to pay for their own food. It's life on the road too. It's it's hard on yeah, them. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I I I'm not saying I know what it's like, but it's like traveling on the road cannot. Be, it's not always that fun. Especially when you're going there and back. You've heard just recently after their European tour, I've seen a bunch of articles about how exhausted and tired the uh, superstars were after that two-week European tour. Oh, yeah, because they're going everywhere. They're going to Germany, yeah. then Switzerland, then, you know, England and Sweden and, you know, all those different places. I was, I was listening to an episode of the Jim Ross Report a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And it was the uh, aftermath of the Greatest Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And he had said how he had left on Wednesday morning yeah. from Oklahoma City to go, yeah. and then he flayed. He had one night in between Wednesday and Saturday of hotel sleep. Mm-hmm. And the rest was like, I think he said it was something stupid, like 36 hours flight time or something like that. Yeah. It Total. Was, it's crazy. Like, their tra- the, the travel is crazy. Um, so now with, with this increased money, the issue of the independent contractor kind of comes back into play in terms of are these guys actually independent contractors or are they employees under WWE? Because technically an independent contractor, obviously they're not going to work for anybody else if WWE is the big guy. Yeah. And the WWE is going to be like, oh, well, we're going to – we 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 need you. But, you know, they control where, where they want their sponsorships from. They control them in terms of uh, – you know, when and how often they want them. You know, that sounds more like an employee to me. Yeah, but you also have to look at uh, people like Rey Mysterio and Chris Jericho who have recently been in WWE and out at their own will. And Yeah, but but those are like unique cases overall. Was like, oh, yeah. Pete Dunne, too. Well, that's what I also wanted to bring up is uh, the whole UK division, how they're allowed to be in the UK at indie shows. Yeah. Of course, it has to be pre-approved by WWE, I believe, yeah. of course. but and, and I don't even think Vince is overlooking that. That's more of a Triple H call. Yeah, but like there are there is, and the more we see Triple H getting closer to office, which who knows after this money that Vince made. Yeah, exactly. But if we see more of that, we could see more like the UK division being able to perform at UK Indies yeah. and stuff. 
So I mean, it's it's just that's that's just the issue to me. It's just like the the idea of what's an independent contractor and what's a employee. And you know, you'll always hear people say wrestlers have got to unionize, which will not happen. I don't. Not. I, will, I would be shocked, but no. I think they at least have to fight for some sort of autonomy. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if you're gonna call me an, an independent contractor, you should at least allow them to go out and seek sponsorships. Because it's not like it's the old school days of WWE, WCW either, where there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Right. When you're reaching out to other companies. Yeah. But even then, like the. The contracts, I believe, I mean, I could be completely wrong here, but I, they're t- Time Warner contracts, right? Yeah. So I think they were technically employees as far as I know. Oh, absolutely. And that's so why I, I don't know. This is this is just something off the top of my head. But it was, it was a contract that signed. Like if you're, yeah. let's say, Finn Balor. Yeah. You have a contract to WWE. Right. So I that makes you an employee. Yeah, but he's he's an, also an independent contractor technically. Uh, yeah. He signs an independent contractor's contract. So it's just it's just it's just weird things like that that WWE likes to do, yeah. and of course now there's more money in the place, so people will their stock went up. Their stock is through the roof right now. They they are currently like let me search up the WWE stock as of Wednesday, as we're recording this show, uh, and I believe this stock market has closed at, by the time we're yeah. uh, recording this. So the WWE stock is currently at fifty seven dollars twenty one cents, and uh, it's it's just been shooting up like a rocket these past couple days over the past five days five days ago was at 50 50 on may 17th and that was uh and and that was the first time that wwe had ever reached 50 dollars on stock on the stock price on a share and now they're at 57 21 and at one point they were so close to hitting 60 it wasn't even funny (laughs) it's like they they are doing Financially, they're doing well. They they are not hurting whatsoever. No. Now now another. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna ask. We're talking about all of this money that they're making. Yep. How much are they actually bringing home? Well, in terms. What of are their the, profit numbers like? Well, we that's that will probably be revealed in the next quarter. Okay. But uh, they if if they were just to go stick with their own production trucks and that sort of stuff, their profits are going up. Right. I think they would generally get like. You know, a quarter like a, like twenty thirty million profit, depending on how things are going. Um, I could, again, I could be completely wrong. This is just off the top of my head. Um, but uh, it's it's they're definitely bringing a lot of. They're not hurting. No, right. they are definitely not hurting. They're not impact. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They are not impact wrestling, as you noted. Oof. But, I say uh, as I'm wearing an impact wrestling T-shirt. Yeah, I know. But that's the that's the ironic part there. Um, Man. Now, there's something else I wanted to bring up about this TV deal because there's just a lot that opens this up, right? Um, we mentioned Raw in terms of what... Does NXT... What does NXT do? NXT's uh, a network exclusive, is it not? Yeah, do, NXT's a WWE network exclusive and they're trying to make more of their money on live. They're more of an attraction for like... Because they know that the internet hardcore wrestling fans will probably subscribe to the network to watch NXT. That's why Triple H makes these big, you know, signings, yeah. right? So is that so? Is NXT sort of what WWE used to be, which is more of a live event attraction, versus now kind WWE, of now kind WWE's of. more focused on the television. I wouldn't really call NXT a live event attraction. Well, just more so because than, whenever they do have a live event, yeah, it sells out and it's packed. And like, look at like even NXT at Download Festival yeah. for the UK tournament. Yeah, that's a live event. Yeah. But 
mostly NXT is just broadcast on the network, and you have to. That's like the only place you can see yeah, it. Yeah, and and it's NXTs tend tend to be a money loser. Yes. Um, but really, the reason the reason why they are okay with that is they see that as like developing the future. You know what I mean? Like the, the, yeah. the developing the future wrestlers. So they're they're technically a money loser. Like the performance center, they're still trying to recuperate funds from that. But they see it as an investment, right? Yeah. A long-term investment where, in the end, they're going to get some big stars out of it. I mean, and they can hype up that Roman Reigns come from, came from the Performance Center, for goodness sakes. So yeah. It's like, you know, they they have something to advertise there for. Um, and uh, I guess the one last thing I want to bring up with this television deal is I think it also shows as well that WWE is no longer about... Obviously, there's the guy, Roman Reigns. But they really don't need Roman Reigns or a guy. Obviously, they'll need one to have a lead story and keep people going in. Seth Rollins! Well, hopefully. But it's somebody who can draw as well, right? And Seth Seth Rollins! Um, But uh, I think it just proves that there's more to WWE than ratings. Yes. I think a lot of people were hanging on to the fact that ratings were dropping and they were not going to get these big deals. But obviously, WWE is more than just ratings. They've, they've been alluding that too, especially when you watch a Raw or a SmackDown these days. Instead of saying that how many ratings they raked in that last week, they'll tell you that they have the most subscribed YouTube channel or yep. the WWE Network has surpassed this many subscribers. They're no longer a wrestling company. They're a media company. Yes. They produce media. And that's... Right? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say back when I was talking about how NXT, when I said that they were a live event attraction, it's just more so not necessarily that they're a live event attraction, but it's just the fact that you can view them only on the WWE Network or if you go to the shows, it makes them that much that much more special. They're like a specialty show. Exactly. Which is what I think WWE used to be back in like the early 90s, late 80s type of deal. Yeah, where they they just kind of like were running... Like, they were taking out the territories and that sort of right. stuff. Right, yeah. And, um, no, I could see that. How long is it before you see NXT, like, with their own thing, though? Uh, I think they're going to remain on the network. Unless, yeah. a co- unless a company comes in and is like, we're going to pay $100 it, million. It would be NXT. huge news if they lost NXT or NXT decided to stand alone for something. Yeah, it's like if if, if, if a TV company, though, came up to said, hey, we're going to pay you $50 million or $100 million for NXT, they would take it in a heartbeat. Yeah, for but, sure. But because that, that way you wanna... can make up some of that loss that they're... Exactly, but they're going to keep, they're going to try and keep it just for NXT. Um, but going back to that media company standpoint... It's not just about ratings anymore. No. It's not just about, you know, how, how, how many people are watching our television show. It's more how much content can we produce and distribute among the most amount of people. So that's where you get the network. Their YouTube channel obviously is growing and they're their, making a lot of money. Their shows, their, create, their custom shows for the network, like custom your Total Bellas and so yeah. on. Uh, you know, the custom shows that they produce, uh, Total Bell is a great example. Do you want to talk you about know, it? You know, the rumors uh, the rumors of the UK uh, having their, the WWE UK division having their own television yes. show. Please, which God. Would cool, which would be really cool. Please. Um, and if they're able to work something out with that, WWE is going to be really good for the next couple of years. Then bring, then <clears throat> see, that that's a good opportunity to do like a WWE goes progress or something like that. You never and have know. Have like a WWE versus progress uh, that'd be cool. Event. That'd be that'd be a cool thing to promote. 
Um, do you imagine Doug Willi- a guy like Doug Williams on on uh, WWE television? That'd be something. We, we're already seeing Danny Birch, so. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Um, yeah, we saw Matt, the back of Matt Riddle's head on the, the WWE yeah, YouTube you channel this week. Yeah, you were, you were hyped up. You I, was, I popped. I'm like, hey, I know that guy. I like Matt Riddle. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's more a media company now. They're just producing content. They have to produce as much content as they can, and that's why they're longer shows, three-hour shows, two-hour shows. And that's the recently hour, hour. been discussed, the extending the length of the pay-per-views and stuff like that, too. Because they see it as content. Yes. And, and, and the more content, the better, right? Exactly. And, 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 you, and they're trying to target more of their hardcore audience because they're the ones that pay, and now they're getting these higher revenue stuff because they're proving to these advertisers like hey we've got a paying fan base here you gotta really pay money to get into this and that's why ad- you're seeing more advertisers like a snickers yeah. uh you know like you see snickers uh whatever kfc American, big American ones brands. yeah exactly like you you see a bunch of these bigger brands going into the wwe sort of uh retrospective um so again they're they're a media coming now they produce content um one last thing before we head to commercial um I will say, though, this is a bubble. Yes. This is very much a bubble. And I'm very – I'm concerned on where – on how badly this could pop because this is very much – like there, this has all the tricks, all the patterns of a bubble. There, these networks, these television networks are paying huge money for these live streaming events. And the reason why they're doing it is because they see it as their future in terms of surviving – because obviously Netflix, Hulu, the other big streaming services, they, they've they got a hold on on-demand content and saying, hey, I'm willing to watch that later. So now they're trying to get a hold of the live, the live element of television to try and stay alive. And that's why they're shelling out big money. Uh, but I'm just worried uh, that this bubble's really going to pop. So when the next television, the next cycle of television deal negotiations go through, can WWE get that $200 million yeah. a year deal for SmackDown again? Good luck. Or will they have to go back down to a 150 or a 180? Yeah. Because that's going to be a loss. Now, obviously, WWE doesn't want to, won't be worried about that for a while, right? Like, they know, they probably know they're in a bubble right now, but they're going to enjoy the ride this bubble oh, yes. while it lasts. So. The bubble blowing baby clubs or whatever. After last week's, after this past Monday's Raw. That bubble might pop sooner than expected. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that Lashley and Zayn segment. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, of course, Lashley and Zayn, the uh, segment that's got everybody talking and uh, proving why WWE deserves that $1 billion deal for SmackDown. Because mm. um, you don't uh, have Lashley and Zayn. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, some more, including a secret segment that only I and Colin know but Mr. Skews does not know. This is going to be a very entertaining segment of the show. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas right here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music. American males, American males, American males, American males. This is Buck Bagwell, and you're listening to Wrestling 
back inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas right here on CKDJ 107.9. Ottawa's new music on the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon alongside me, of course, the music man, Colin Scully, and the man with no excuses, Jonathan Skuse. And we're going to talk what what happened on Raw SmackDown, but we're going to talk about something that everybody's really talking about. That Lashley, Bobby Lashley, and Sami Zayn segment that uh, many are saying is the worst seg- WWE segment of the year so far. It's I, I I would go so far as to call it one of the top five worst Raw segments of at least the 21st century. Of at least the 21st century. At least. And there was a lot of bad segments on yeah. Raw, so... That's that's saying a lot. <coughs> Bailey, um, this is your life. Bailey, that, and that just happened last day. year. The day, the sa- wasn't it the same day or like a or at least a, a, around that same day that uh, that Bailey, this is your life segment took place last yep. year. Yeah. yeah, it was just about the same time because they were they were <laughs> amping up that kendo stick on a pole match, which ended up being nothing. Yeah. So whatever. Whatever, right? That's how WWE focuses on it. Uh, but let's uh, you watch this segment, Scoose. G- give us a play-by-play. Well, first of all, we are <laughs> introduced much to the pleasure of everybody, actually. They, this is where the segment was the hottest, was when Sami Zayn came out. And oh. I think that they were just pumped for Sami Zayn because they knew that it was the middle of the show and that we could get this segment out of the way as quickly as possible. We have Sami Zayn come out. They do a recap of Bobby Lashley talking about his sisters. They go into detail of all three, about the one who chased him with the broom, the one who tied him up in the forest, and the one who gave him the scar next to his eye. And then we have Sami Zayn say, Lashley sisters, come on down to the ring. And this is where everything went down. Because the first thing you could notice is that all of Bobby's Lashley sisters were men. Oh, yeah. They were men. One had a great big mustache. I think I think they were independents from the area that they had. Two of them at least. Well, the two that um, had their identities, one of them was off of the independence scene, and then I think one of them, uh, Mr. Francis. I could say Mr. Francis because it's not Mrs. Francis. Mr. Francis was off of uh, Creative Pro. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, I think one of them was from uh, Grimm's Toy Show. Ooh. On the YouTube. On the YouTube right. show. So. On the YouTube. On the YouTube. And I'm, I'm hip. Yeah. And I'm they, hip. I'm hip, pal. Ah, I'm totally hip, pal. But what wasn't Are hip... Are you tragically hip, though? <laughs> no, I'm not tragically What wasn't no. hip was, you know, the men coming out in women's clothing and acting yeah. to pre- pretending to be Bobby Lashley's sisters. And to be honest, I was really not paying attention to what was going on in the ring. I was paying attention to the crowd to see how they reacted to this. Mm-hmm. The crowd was dead. And Exactly. The crowd was dead. They didn't the silence want, was deafening. They didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And you could tell at the point in the, in the, in the end when they were doing, when Sammy was interviewing his, all the sisters to get their opinions on Lashley and what he had said, that Sammy Zayn knew that this segment wasn't going anywhere. And you could tell that he was speeding up his promo, trying to get to the point where Lashley came out yeah. and evidently bumped everybody. Everybody everybody got uh, attacked by Lashley. Yeah. And yeah. But you could tell that right as soon as Sami Zayn got the microphone after interviewing one of the sisters that he was speeding things up, trying to get this over with yeah. because the crowd was having none of it. Yeah. And, well, none of, none of the men who portrayed Lashley's sisters should have had a microphone in the first place. Oh, my God. They couldn't. They... These guys, which is shocking, because one of them is from Grimm's Toy Show. Yes. You know what I mean? 
Like, isn't a YouTube channel supposed to be entertaining? In some form. In some form, yes. But but, but of course, no, none of these, like, if there was some sort of an element of an entertainment, you know what I mean? Right. You know, put it in the E back in WWE. You know, this. I think this segment could have been saved, but literally, like, none of these sisters, quote-unquote, brought anything to the table. And I don't know where, what the joke is. Is the joke that it's, oh my gosh, it's men in drag. But... And there's only one person laughing at that, and that's Vince ha, in his ha, office. Ha, 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 they're men! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like, and they just signed a $1 billion deal. Yeah, but not for that show. Yeah, not for that show, clearly. that We all know the money's in SmackDown, apparently. Right. But, uh, well, the Miz is on SmackDown. Well, the Miz is on SmackDown. Miz yes, and Aiden English are the money on SmackDown. They are the and, money. Back to the Raw segment that nobody wants to talk about. <laughs> the whole thing, the whole time I was watching this thing unfold before my eyes, watching Lashley throw the men dresses his sisters around, I was thinking to myself, what could somebody like a Mike Bennett or a Kurt Hawkins do with this TV time? Because I can almost guarantee if you gave this for even a match between the two of them, the two big jobbers that nobody cares about and Raw... Mike Bennett and Kurt Hawkins could have at least put on a match that would have gotten some effect from the on the crowd. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to this big nothing that should get Ben Watt as soon as possible. Wow. <laughs> that is intense. Wow. <laughs> it should be forgotten, especially because if they're trying to make Bobby Lashley the next big contestant for Lesnar, you don't want them to remember. That's not happening anymore. After this, that is not. I. I am sorry. This is the. This is the shovel on that berry right there. Is yeah. that yeah. segment? Yeah, that was. Uh, that's the golden shovel. Oh my goodness. So, so the segment last week with Bobby Lashley's sisters and him, him just being like, "All oh, those three sisters, they used to bait me around and yeah. whatever." I was like, "Okay, I don't know where this is going, but let's give it a shot." And then we get this. It's like, oh. This is so, straight to mid-card for Bobby Lashley. This this had all the work to be the worst segment of the year. Like, everyone was like, oh, but Sami Zayn would, will make it work. It's like, did you... Did you this, I this, said that Sami could make it work, but... Does everybody have short-term memory? Were we not saying the same thing about Alexa Bliss last year I, with Bailey? <laughs> I Does did anybody not. have a brain? Like this is why this is why WWE doesn't listen to us. Cuz they uh. cuz it's always like you you can't you can't save just bad storytelling. No. You can't. And this isn't Road Dogs booking. Anyway, so sorry. What were you saying? No, 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 no. I wasn't I don't know, man. This whole thing really just Annoys me to the point where I like I had I had texted you John yeah. after the show, and I was like, D- sh- sh- stuff like this made me question my will <laughs> to be a wrestling fan. Wow! In general, this stuff does make you think long and hard. But then the segment after it, you should clean stuff up. Yeah, the this, whole sh- yeah. But after this, but like this the, is like, where the it was it was a if you took that whole segment out, I would have given this raw like maybe a six or a seven rating. Yeah, but it never really picked up after that segment. It no. was just stale. Yeah, it was uh, it was stale, all right. right. Um, yeah. So I mean that that segment, it was just it was it was deflating. Deflating, Tom Brady. Deflating. Oh yeah. Um, well, uh, I guess, uh, you heard, uh, Skuse's reaction there. Wow. Yeah, it, it should be forgotten. That was intense. 
I, I, I do apologize for the harshness, WWE, <laughs> but I if you can black something out like that that quickly, mm. <laughs> you may as well do it on a couple of segments from the past couple of years, including this one. Exactly. Well, with that, I think we're going to take a breather. Let's bring it over to uh, Colin Scully's interview with Mark AP. Of course, they live taking place this Friday at St. Anthony's Hall. Uh, tickets are still available as uh, we're recording this. Uh, so definitely head on down to a C4 yeah. wrestling show. Those are some fun, fun shows. No, they will not be available at the door. Yeah, exactly. So you Friday gotta, night. So, so you got to make your way down to, I believe it's Odds and Sods still have some. Yep. Uh, Vertigo Records. Vertigo Records. There's, so the, the venue itself have, 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 some, have very some little. Very, very little. So you got to gotta go get your tickets quick. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, so Colin talked to Mark AP, creator and booker of C4 Wrestling, yeah. about uh, wh- where the promotion is going, why they made the change. Kind of went through each match on the card. Went through each match on the card. The full card well. was actually announced today. Yes. So what, Today well, as in Wednesday. Today as in Wednesday. So yes. Uh, yesterday. It was announced Wednesday, yesterday, as you're hearing this. Or, when, or however many, you know, if you're listening to this on demand, it was like, um, May 23rd. So yes. there you go. Um, with that, we'll take the quick commercial break. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas right here on CKDJ 107.9. What's up? It's Sheldon Jean, and you're listening to Wrestling With Ideas. Welcome back inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. I am the music man, Colin Scully, and on the phone with me today, making his return to Wrestling With Ideas, we have C4 creator and booker, Mark A.P. Mark, how's it going? Good to be back. Yeah, eh? All right, so this... Yeah, this Friday uh, marks new territory, uncharted territory almost, if you want to call it, for C4. To, to say the least, yes. To say the, um, to say the least, yeah. You've been, uh, for the, for a while, you had been at uh, the Vanier Columbus Club, but yeah. those days are over, and now it's time to move to St. Anthony's Hall. Yes, uh, basically, we, we, we've been, our home base since 2007 was the uh, Knights of Columbus on, on MacArthur Avenue. Uh, it was a great, we had a great relationship with them, and uh, unfortunately, it's by no choice of our own or theirs, uh, that relationship had to come to an end just solely because the building was sold and uh, they don't have a new venue lined up. So we had to move out of the neighborhood. Uh, it's too bad. Um, Vanny has its charm. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and we were, we were happy to be a part of that, that, that community. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate that we've had to, to move away from there. However, for the last two years, people have been saying we need a bigger venue. C4 needs a bigger venue. You need to move up. And my argument has always been we've got a great venue here. I'd rather pack this place than go to an arena and have half the crowd. Exactly. Or not half the crowd, but have 500 people in a space that holds over 1,000 people, yeah. and it looks empty. Um, and then beyond that, Ottawa doesn't have a lot of mid-sized venues. Right. Um, look at why most bands skip Ottawa. There's nothing for that. 800 to 1500 people right or very very few places that aren't gonna cost you an arm and a leg if you do want to run there uh-huh. <clears throat> so anyways uh yeah we uh we've uh, worked out a relationship with st anthony's hall in the heart of little italy not minutes from downtown 
um, super accessible. But uh, yeah, St. Anthony's Hall on Preston, or also Preston. Preston, the 417 is technically on St. Anthony's Street, yeah. I believe. But it's the only thing on St. Anthony's Street. Yeah. Uh, but it's Preston and the 417, essentially. Right. Uh, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, we're super excited to be working with them. Uh, we've got a lot, uh, we've lined up our dates for the next while. So uh, hopefully we've got a new home and 10 years or more. Who knows, right? Yeah. But yeah. We so, certain... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we certainly approached this as we wanted. We wanted a, a new home, not right. just a place where we were going to run a show and then scramble to find a new venue. Right. We wanted somewhere where fans could consistently rely on us to be. And that is our hope uh, with uh, St. Anthony's Hall. Right. So getting into uh, some of the card here, you've got to, yeah. like, as someone who has honestly been introduced, because I've only been doing a show, like, this is more or less just over two months since I got behind the microphone for the first time, okay. actually. Yeah. Uh, and it's also been two months since I was introduced to the world of sort of indie wrestling and Ottawa wrestling here. Okay. Awesome. There are some names on the card here that yeah. I recognize from when I first got into indie wrestling here. So with, the, with those guys being uh, Sheldon Jean, obviously, because I, yeah, I, I sat sure. in on the interview with Gibby and them a couple of weeks ago, and then there's Eli Everfly, Kobe Durst, yeah. LAX. LAX is a very interesting one. Yeah, uh, go ahead, but I'll, I'll answer that, no problem. Yeah, so we'll go sort of match by match if you want. And sure. then talk more about it. So the first match on the card, we've got the six-man tag team match between High and Mighty and uh, Retrosexual Anthony Green versus a couple of Dicks and Tyson Dukes. It's an odd pairing, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it'll be which, a very Which pairing? Match. Oh, the, the pairing of the <laughs> six guys? Yeah. Dukes and Dicks. Yeah. Uh, interesting team. Tyson, Tyson's sort of a, a man without a country in C4, and mm-hmm. uh, he wants to be on the show, and uh, Nick's and... Nix and uh, Justice. Nick were both looking for uh, a partner, and so, hey, we gave him uh, Duke. Uh, Tyson, uh, for those who were following the product, essentially turned his back on C4 at the end of last season and aligned right. himself with Twiggy, Frankie the Mobster, or Beast King FTM, and Evil Uno. Um, and then eventually Kobe Durst, and then found himself upon the outs of that group. Um, he has not been heard from since, and this is being his first match back. And uh, who knows what will happen in this one. Well, that'll be interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we've got the six-man scramble between Wheeler Yuta, Brute Van Slyke, Brett Banks, Mark Wheeler, Sheldon Jean, and MVP. Now, Brute, Van's, gonna... Brute Van Slyke is somebody that I've sort of found online as well. He's, a, he's another one of the American names that you've got coming in for the show, right? Yeah, he's the Messiah of old school. Yeah. Uh, He's a he's a throwback to uh, uh, an era that doesn't really exist anymore. He he's mm-hmm. uh, he's Bam Bam Bigelow and Vader rolled into one, yeah. uh, with a Jim Cornette mind. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of scary. But yeah, uh, just a I'm little sure bit. You can eat a lot of DQ as well. But um, yeah, the 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 it's going to be a a wild match. It's going to yeah. be high flying and hard hitting. You got. Someone like Wheeler, Utah, who is a standout on the American indie scene right now. Yeah. He, the only time he's ever appeared in C4 was about three seasons ago okay. in a pre-show match. And since then, he's come, he's come miles and miles. Yeah. He is uh, doing, really good, uh, doing really well in Beyond Wrestling and doing some work with Major League Wrestling. Oh, right. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Wheeler, Utah is doing very good for himself. Uh, you got Brent Banks, who any match you put him in, he'll almost steal the show. He's 
one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best athletes in professional wrestling in Canada. Banks is fantastic. He could easily win this one. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wheeler, he has he has issues with MVP and Shelton Jean heading into this one, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see what happens with those three. Yeah, but it's so- going to be a really entertaining match. With Sheldon Jean turning at end of days, it'll be definitely interesting to see what his uh, what his relationship with the other five guys that are in the match is going to be like. We'll have to certainly wait and see on Friday yeah. and see what happens. Yeah, yes. Uh, moving on to the special challenge match, you've got the Fraternity versus LAX. Now, LAX, do you know offhand if they're going to be bringing the World Championships, the uh, Impact World Championships, to uh, to St. Anthony's? They have in previous times. Um, yeah. However, I don't know if they are currently on TV champions. They are. Where they are? Are they? Okay, they I are. wasn't sure if they had just won them at the taping. No. Or if they've actually won back the title on TV. Yet. Spoiler alert. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't no, know. no, no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. No. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I assume they have in the past. Yeah. But uh, LAX is a team that they've been working with us for years, back when they were known as EYFBO. Right. Um on the East Coast uh, indie scene, and uh, they started coming up with uh, coming up for us and right. working their butts off. And they've developed into, in my opinion, one of the best tag teams in the world right now. Right. And uh, Impact's given them the platform to showcase that on an international level. Right. And I couldn't be happier for them. And they haven't forgot what we've done for them in the past, and they, they love coming back to Ottawa whenever they can. Right. So it doesn't look like they will be bringing the uh, belts <laughs> Is the uh, episode like they they right now okay. like on paper they're paper champions, but it's complicated. I know. Yeah, that's the one thing that I'll never understand about uh, Impact. Anyways, yeah. moving on to the first time ever between Mathieu Saint Jacques, one half of TDT Tabarnak the team, versus Josh Briggs. Now, Josh uh, Mathieu Saint Jacques, when I had first interviewed uh, Ben Tull, I think it was a couple of weeks ago for my okay. show. Um, there was a match that had come up at FLQ's Roof Mania between uh, Tabarnak de Team and um, Montreal Elite with um, Ben mm-hmm. Tull and uh, Brad Alexis. There was a spot in the match in the uh, where Mathieu Saint-Jacques had taken Brad Alexis and had gorilla-pressed him from the second level of the venue into the ring. Has Mathieu Saint-Jacques been this insane at C4 shows before? Oh, totally. I mean... Mathieu Saint-Jacques has, is the longest reigning champion in C4 history. He right. held it for over two years, uh, only dropping in September to Kobe Durst. Uh, and during that reign, he, he went nuts every time out. And even without the championship, he's gone nuts every time out. Yeah. So I have no doubt that he's going to be bringing the, the, the usual Mathieu Saint-Jacques insanity uh, on Friday night. And Josh Briggs, Josh Briggs is somebody who's, He's going places pretty quickly. He just signed right. a, uh, a contract with Evolve. Um, oh, really? Okay. He's only been in the, in the business for less than two years, I believe. Wow. Oh. Uh, his uh, he he's going places quickly, and I think this match is going to be it's going to be one of the show stealers for sure. For sure. Going on to the tag team grudge match. One of the matches I'm one of the let's say, two or three matches that I'm excited for the most. You've got Evil Uno and the Beast King FTM against Stu Grayson and Vanessa Craven. Now, yes. Uh, sorry, ask your question. No. Now, with Vanessa Craven teaming up with Stu Grayson, is this a pairing that is... Uh, have they paired up before? 
they have a line this season. Okay. Um, again, this is this is coming out of uh, last last June at the season finale. It was Mathieu Saint Jacques versus Stu Grayson versus Thomas Dubois in a three way okay. C4 championship. After that match, uh, all of them were attacked by Uno, Tyson Dukes, FTM, and Twiggy. Mm-hmm. This comes out of the last year of that rivalry that's engulfed many other talents, including Vanessa Craven. Um, if you're at our April show, uh, which you can watch now at powerbomb.tv um, with promo code C4Canada to watch for free, uh, you can see April's show end of days on there, and that main event was the last battle of Vanier, which had everybody who'd been feuding with, with, uh, with Twiggy and, and Durst and Uno and FTM uh, getting their chance against them. However, the one person who was not present was Vanessa Craven, and she was right. serving a suspension, a one-show suspension. So she's getting her opportunity to get her hands on both Uno and FTM, who both have taken every opportunity to assault her and beat her down over the last year, and uh, I think uh, she's looking for revenge. Right. Now, with Vanessa Craven competing as, I th- if I'm not mistaken, she is the only woman on the card, if I'm correct. I believe so, yes. Yes. She is, yes. So... With the rise in intergender wrestling coming on the independent scene, how long do you think it is before we see something like a, uh, like almost like an intergender championship in somewhere like WWE? I don't think you'll truly see that in WWE because no. they shy away from male and female violence. I mean, there's there they've touched on it in. Yeah. With the, the, the mixed tag challenge, but mm-hmm. even those, I didn't see any of it, but I, from what I understand, the rules were male on male, female on female. Right. They can get around it like they did with the, 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 the Rousey tag at Mania. Right. Um, but those are always, almost always going to be a position of the female is in charge over the male. Right. At this point, when you, I, at this point, I don't believe you're going to see full-on intergender, intergender matches. Right. I could see a mixed tag championship or something along those lines down the road but you, you're not going to see what you can see on the indie level which is full-on uh intergender m- matches where the two equal opponents can go at each other right. without the limitations of, of being concerned about what what a publicly traded company can show on television right and that's one of the things that i like about the indie wrestling scene more is that it's not focused on male versus female it's fo- it's just focused on wrestling as well like it doesn't matter who the focus of c4 is and always has been to put on the best show possible right since day one that's been our goal and that's what has built our audience up is putting on the best show we can put on for that audience right and and current and taste and whatever whatever trends are being are are out there people are are looking for it's going to make its way into c4 although vanessa craven since our second anniversary show eight years ago, she's been competing against men in C4. Okay. So it's really nothing new for her. She's always been, she's, 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 she has worked, she has wrestled women's matches, but right. 95% of the, the time she spent in C4 has been against an opponent of the opposite sex. Right. Okay. So I know we don't have too, too much more time, so let's just quickly go no over. No problem, no problem. Yeah, let's go over the last couple of matches here. We got uh, Ben Tull, who is the current C4 Underground champion, defending his title against Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson. Two hosses who are gonna gonna beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, uh, both with something to prove. Uh, Tull, this is believe it or not, his only third match in C4. Okay, um, 
and it's his second, it's his, his first defense. So he's had, okay. he had one match, then won the underground championship, and this is his first defense. Okay. Um, so he's still got a, he's he's got. He's got he's got to prove himself still in C4. He's been around. He's been wrestling for over 15 years, and he comes out of that same pool of talent that produced the guy, guys like uh, Kevin Owens mm-hmm. and Sami Zayn. He comes from that crop, and he's finally breaking out of uh, the, the, the Quebec scene. And I think he's going to use this match as an opportunity to get eyeballs on him. And uh, I think Dirty Daddy is not going to be looking to be taken lightly at all. No. So it's going to be a it's going to be a match that's going to be remembered. Oh, for sure. Now, the moment, the match that everybody's been talking about for C- for uh, this this upcoming show on Friday, we've got the main event four-way dance, no DQ, no countout. I'm assuming it's for the championship? It is for the championship. It is for the and championship. The, so. And as tradition, all C4 title matches have been no DQ, no countout. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. They're, they're, they're not Ooh, the ben, That's how it's always been. Ben Tull in a no DQ, no countout. This should be fun. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so in for the C4 championship, we've got the current champion Diamond Tiger Kobe Durst versus Matt Angel versus Walking Weapon Josh Alexander versus the Fly Eli Everfly. Now Matt Angel and Eli Everfly had made have definitely been making a name for themselves over the course of the past couple of months on the indie scene. Then for sure. The first the first real match, the first real thing that comes up to me is Mania Weekend. There was Joey Janela's Spring Break Two. When they were both there, uh, Matt Angel was not at Spring Break. No, was he not? No, he's oh, not. Oh, my mistake. Okay, well, Eli, uh, Eli was, yes, but he uh, was. and Eli definitely had a very good showing at that match. But he how did. do you, um, in the four way? What are we going to expect from this? I mean, you got Matt Angel, who's been on a a crazy uh, rise within C four. And all of Quebec for the last few months. Mm-hmm. He got an incredible match with David Starr back in March. He he, he overcame uh, Simon Grimm in April, and then later that night was selected by TDT and Stu Grayson to to team up with them in the main event. And uh, he's quickly won over lots of fans and uh, impressed management tremendously. Mm-hmm. And he's been given an opportunity against Kobe Durst for that C4 championship. Eli Everfly, out of uh, California has been working very hard for the last few years, and in the last year or so, he's really started breaking out. Uh, this will be his Canadian debut. Um, he frequently competes for uh, Game Changer Wrestling, which, mm-hmm. is why, it, which is where you would have seen him at uh, a Janelle Spring, ba- a spring Break event. Mm-hmm. He recently as well debuted for PWG in California. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who really, watching him compete, reminds me personal anyways of 1996 Rey Mysterio. Right. You really see that, that that crisp high flyer guy who's in five years where he's going to be is going to be insane if yeah. he keeps on the trajectories on. Jeez. Josh Alexander in that mix is is a, a C4 veteran. Right. He's a former C4 champion. He's no nonsense. He's not he's not looking to do pretty moves. He's looking to to, to wreck those guys in the match. And he's had incredible showings over the last year with uh, matches against Keith Lee, Teddy Hart. Uh, LAX, among others, and uh, and uh, and he his style will be different than the others in there, but he's looking to win that championship. And then you got Kobe Durst defending his championship. This is as far as as all of us can tell, he'll be without a Twiggy, without any of his outside assistance. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what Kobe Durst can do 
without having someone watch his back. That said, he did win the C4 championship against Matthew, from Matthew Saint-Jacques back in September without interference and shocked everybody. So there's real, really no reason why anyone should underestimate Kobe Durst, but when you got three opponents like he has, it's going to be interesting. For sure. Now, I've done a fair bit of... I've done a couple of interviews with wrestlers that are going to be on this card. Uh, and I've asked them this question here, and I figure I would ask you is you're sure. the creator and the booker. As someone who's never been to a C4 show before, but is going to be making, who is going to be going to his first show, not only as a fan, but also as a member of the ring crew, um, what, am, what am I to expect at this C4 show? The, uh, hopefully, the best live wrestling experience you've ever had. All right. And hopefully, the most exciting live event that you've seen in Ottawa. Um, okay. It will be a little less crazy than Vanier, but I think that craziness will be safe for inside the ring as opposed to brawling from, from one side of the building to the other. Sure. Um, and I think it's going to be a stack show. There's two more matches that were announced this morning that didn't get on, didn't get on here. And that's Thomas Dubois versus uh, Kyle LeBeast, KTB, as well as the C4 Tag Team Championship match between Fight or Flight versus Heavy Metal Chaos. If right. Fight or Flight loses, they must disband as a team. So it's a stack show. You're in for for three plus hours of just action and excitement and a good time. I always say for people who've never been, there's two types of people in Ottawa: C4 fans and those who haven't been yet. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you've never been and you consider yourself a wrestling fan, come out on Friday night. Yeah. Twenty dollars. You won't regret it. I guarantee it. You won't regret it. It's going to be so much fun. Um, but the hardest part of getting people out to see a four show is literally just getting them out. Once you come, you will be a fan, and you will right. come back month after month. Yeah, and I think the uh, move to St. Anthony's Hall is definitely going to help get more people out because I believe for most people, like out my way in Barhaven, it's going to be more accessible to go. It certainly is. The 85 is going to run right in front of the venue. Okay. It's it's the 85 runs until well past midnight, right, literally on Preston Street, right in front of the venue. Sounds good. All right. Um, there's parking. There's both St. Anthony's has a lot, not the same size as venue, but it has a decent sized parking lot. All right. Across the street from the venue, there's it's a pay lot that's for the adult high school. That after 6 p.m. on Fridays is only two dollars for the night. Oh, yeah. So there's and plus there's street parking. So it's super accessible. It's super centrally located. There's tons of places to go and eat before and after the show. It, it's You have more options than you had on MacArthur, certainly. And uh, I think it's going to be a really good time, and I really hope we see some new fans. The venue is slightly bigger, so we can hopefully, as we were drawing about 500 venue and have to turn away 50 or 60 people, all those people can fit in comfortably this time. So hopefully everybody and more shows up and uh, welcomes us to Little Italy. For sure. Mark AP, thank you so much for calling into the show today. No problem. Thanks for having no me. No problem. I'll see you out on Friday night at C4's They Live. They're making their debut at St. Anthony's Hall. Definitely sure. a stock card. You want to go to see this. You can also you can also come in and check out and see me at Ring Crew working my working my butt off and not knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> That's a story for a different time. Mark, thanks for calling in, man. Have a good one. No problem. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it all. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Long, and I want you to know you're listening to the greatest wrestling show in all of the world. CKDJ 107.9. Holla, holla, holla. Wrestling with ideas, players. Make sure you tune in, and that's real talk. 
Welcome back inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas right here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. I'm the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon, and of course alongside me, the music man, yeah. Colin Scully, and the man with no excuses, Jonathan Skuse, and that's going to do it for the show, but... We're going to end things off on a high note. This is a special segment. You do not know what's going on, Skews. No, I have no idea what's going on. So I'm being ribbed. Yeah, You're being ribbed. This is the ultimate rib right now. So here we go. I have in front of me, this is all real, by the way. This is real. Remember Ryback? I remember Ryback. You remember Ryback? Well, that's good because Ryback has uh, joined Airbnb. <laughs> what? He has. And guess what he is doing right now? He is selling the Feed Me More Townhouse of Positivity. <laughs> this is uh, all real. Oh, I thought that was the New Day's gimmick. Yeah. No, no, no. This it's is like this, a collaboration between is, Ryback and the New Day. This is the Feed Me More Townhouse of Positivity. And I'm going to read to you oh. how, what, what, this, what this house is. It's a townhouse. Uh, enjoy the beautiful city of Las Vegas from the heart of Aliante in North Las Vegas. Located 25 minutes north of the Strip and perfect for families and guests looking to stay away from the Strip but still close enough to enjoy Las Vegas. It is located 45 minutes from Red Rock Canyon with a community pool and spa. Restaurants, grocery stores, and gyms are all within a three-mile radius. And upon booking, guests will be given a smart key via the August app. The space. This fully furnished townhouse is spacious and will have you feeling comfortable while away from home. Positive images and quotes oh. surround this beautiful home and has everything you need to feel at home during your stay. Cable and Wi-Fi included, along with an office space for work if needed. Washer, dryer, laundry room available in the house and a nice pool and spa directly behind the townhouse. Interaction with guests. Any questions or concerns, and I am readily available via text, email, or by phone. You could actually text Ryback on your I don't. Other things to note, it's got a two-car garage attached to the house for up-close parking, as well as parking spaces next to the property. Now, I'm going to read to you the Ryback Rules. Oh, it's not John Cena's house? No, it's, it's Ryback Rules. No smoking. Oh. Not suitable for pets. Oh. No parties or events. Check-in time is flexible. Ah. Check out by 2 p.m. Shoes preferred off in the house, please. Okay, Ryback. Right <laughs> Here you more. <laughs> you must also acknowledge must climb stairs. Oh, I guess I can't go. I know. Uh, no reviews yet have been given for this uh, power of positivity townhouse. So, but for one hundred and eighty-three dollars Canadian, you can uh, live. You can uh, stay at the Feed Me More townhouse of positivity. I don't have to stay with Ryback, do I? Uh, no, you see, Ryback is not in the building. Oh, you see, Ry it's a separate. Well, that just ruins everything. I know. There's a lot of value in it. You do not get to sleep in Ryback's bed. You uh, you sleep in a in a different bed. But I will tell you this right now, looking through the photos, they, when he says there is quotes everywhere, there is quotes everywhere. <laughs> like there is like, I can't see uh, like I can't see all the quotes 
Uh, there's a quote that says ambition. It's a guy on top of an ice mountain uh, with a nice little sectional in there as well. Um, there's also a whatever it takes poster. Um, there's a nice uh, TV with a bed, uh, a nice little shower uh, for uh, your showering needs. There is a hustle mode poster <laughs> over top of the bed. <laughs> See, see, I'm picturing Ryback's, like, this is Ryback's house. There's just pictures of him on the wall everywhere with the quotes on them. Like, he's flexing in a one, and it just says courage. There's a great outdoors movie poster. Oh. The classic John Candy movie with Dan Aykroyd. Um, what else is here? Another. Come on, Ryback. Lay it on nice, me. You get a nice view of the outdoors. Um, also, there is a cup. That says, feed me more. That's what I was waiting for. There you go. Um, now, I there's a picture of Solo on the TV, but it's in theaters, so watch out for the legalities there. Ryback getting those special privileges. There you go. And, of course, uh, more quotes. You have the feed me more cup. Um, but yes, for $183, you end up to four other guests, you end up to four other guests. So you can have five people. See, this all doesn't interest you anymore. Cause Ryback's not going to be home. <laughs> Ryback is not going to be. If here. Ryback was there, I might do it. Just wake up and Hey Ryback, how's it going? You know, it's feeding time. You know, the value goes up if Ryback's there. Oh, of course. Cause he's got to, he's got to inspire the power of positivity. Absolutely. With his post, he's probably buying more posters, and that's why he's Airbnb-ing his house. He needs that's more true. quotes. Well, it's not his house. It's, it's 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 a house. It's a house. He he has found. He has been renovating this house, and uh, he's been preparing it for this moment. There's Airbnb. a show I'd watch. Flip this house with Ryback. Ryback. That'd be great. I would pay money to see that. You just actually. see him breaking through the walls and stuff like that, just walking through them or something. Could you imagine? It'd be amazing. It's feeding time. Oh, yeah. So there you go. That's that's the Feed Me More townhouse of positivity. Whoa. Who would have more luck with drywall, your leg or Ryback? Ryback. Ryback? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of my legs is probably two of his. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing him an egg. <laughs> he's doing me an egg. And is he going to kick your leg out of your leg? Yes. There you go. And I'm going to get no simpy from Scott Steiner. There you go. Well, with that, that's going to do it for us here at the CKDJ Studios. Thanks again to Mark AP for the great interview. Uh, again, this Friday uh, at the at They Live, St. Yeah. Anthony's Hall, new venue. Uh, go out and support your local independent wrestling, of course. C4 Wrestling always puts on some very good shows. Also, too, uh, if you're outside of the Ottawa area, uh, you could also head down to, if, you, if you're actually in the Pembroke area, Great North Wrestling has a show going on there as well. Uh, Tony Atlas is on the card. He's going to wrestle. Oh, he's still going at it? He's still going at it. He's facing Nathan Banner in a match. So that's going to be something. Um, but, uh, yeah, so if you're all the way out in Pembroke, you're listening to this show out in Pembroke, you got some local wrestling going on there too. And the you're tickets are cheap, $2 and $5 for those tickets. So that's a good price. So. Uh, but and also obviously Montreal Torture Chamber Pro Wrestling, of course the all the great the promotions there. Uh, Big Time Pro Wrestling will have a show coming up soon, I believe. Um, Acclaim, of course, will have their show on June second. There's a lot of great local wrestling shows. Yeah. So you can also come to the C4 show on. The, well, you can come to the C4 show this Friday yeah. as well as the June 2nd Acclaim show to meet me. Yeah. That's right. I'm going to be working ring crew, but if for any of you shows, guys listen you? for both shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you. 
know who I am. <laughs> Please don't know where I live, though. That'd be, that'd <laughs> yeah. be a little awkward. But. but if you see me and you want to talk about anything, just let me know. And I am not famous enough to say no yet. Yeah. So you're, you're on the Z list. Yeah, there you go. You're on the Z list. It's climbing up the ranks, pal. Yeah, there you go. You're moving up from jobber status. Now you're low mid-card. Sweet. There you go. Going for that Actually, light. Actually, no, you're more an opener. He's okay, going for that light heavyweight championship. There you go. There you go. Uh, thanks again, everybody. You can listen to Wrestling With Ideas every Thursday on CKDJ 107.9 FM. You can also listen back to older episodes of the show at wrestlingwithideas.podbean.com. You can listen to old episodes, including exclusive interviews with the likes of Jake the Sneak Roberts, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Rick Steiner, the current NWA World Champion, Nick Aldis, Cody Rhodes from All In, Flip Gordon as flip, well. Hashtag, flip. hashtag book flip. Uh, for all in, he's got his chance on June third. There you go, teaming up with Cody's wife. There you go. Um, and next week, uh, we're gonna hopefully get that interview with Ken Shamrock organized. Should be a lot of fun. But until then, guys, have a good one. You have just listened to the greatest wrestling show on the planet. If you want to listen to older episodes of the show, including full interviews, make sure you check out Wrestling With Ideas on Podbean and on the Podbean app, or listen to us on our new SoundCloud page. We can also be found on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and many more. Make sure you keep on tuning in every Thursday at 6 p.m. to Wrestle With Ideas.